Hey, uh, we're, we're sharing our thankfulness. If, if there's a title to this message, not every message is a title, but this one is a title. It's called Thoughts on Thankfulness. Okay, so we'll get that out. Just Thoughts on Thankfulness. Um, and, and I'll pray here in a second, but real talk, I was thinking about, as I was preparing this message, um, coming off of Thanksgiving, if you've gone to church for any uh, bit of time, you have probably heard hundreds, maybe even thousands of messages on thankfulness, gratitude, things of that nature. Um, if you continue to go to church, man, if you continue to come to Redeem Church or any other church, you'll probably hear a thousand messages on thankfulness and gratitude. So it, this is one of those topics where it's like, okay, you have a couple choices, okay? okay I'm, I'm, I just like to like crack open the veil, let you see behind uh, what what the, the Wizard of Oz is doing, right? I'm not the Wizard of Oz, even though I did play him in, a, in my kindergarten play. <laughs> I still got pictures. Let me know if you ever want to see him, okay? I am Oz the Great and Powerful. Who are you and why do you seek me? Um, yeah, some of y'all were like, oh, he's serious. I'm serious. This is being documented on an iPhone right now. I can't lie. It's like I'm under oath. Um, and so, um, <laughs> um, you know, when you have a message where you're talking about thankfulness, it's, it's one of those ones where you're like, sometimes you're like, oh, should I just like pull a book off the shelf and find something someone else said about thankfulness and just like redo it, make it my own? Should I pull off one of Eddie's greatest hits? Fun fact, there's like only two of them, and I think you guys have heard of all of them, so it would do me good. But I, I decided to do something that I like to do sometimes when uh, I'm just kind of processing different ideas, different thoughts, is, is I'm not the biggest journaler in the world, uh, but I got into journaling because um, uh, I had some friends who really encouraged it, and, and I don't do it as much as I want to or should, but, uh, and, and we do this. For those of you who don't know, I, I work for Young Life. Young Life is a, a faith-based nonprofit that basically my job is to uh, help people in my community, Lakewood, Silicon, DuPont, uh, who say, hey, I want to be in the lives of a young person to help show them encouragement, faith, love, Jesus, all that good stuff. And as a Young Life staff person, uh, we go, we have these things called thread journals. I brought one just to show you. And uh, it's just a journal uh, that just, just nothing flashy about it except the difference with this journal is um, it, how you do it is you kind of like write a title to every one of your journal entries. And then you go with someone and you would, um, not that they're reading your journal, but you would exchange journals with them. They would just look at your table of contents, essentially, right? And they'd be able to go back and they'd be able to say, oh, hey, read what you wrote on um, May 8th, 2018. And on May 8th, 2018, I did one called This I Promise You. And I would crack this open and I would go through, and I have a few of these, so that I have not, it hasn't been only like this book since I've done my devotions in like four years, right? Just letting you know that. But, um, I could go back to that date and I could say, hey, oh, this is this. I promise you this was the Lord. Matter of fact, let's just do it right now. Let's do a heck of it. Right. I'm giving a, um, a, a nice little plug to somebody here. Uh, boom. This I promise you was from Genesis 15. Right. I get to show back and and I would look at yours and I would read. A, a, I'd look at the chapter or something like a, the table of contents and maybe yours was something else. And you would read what you wrote. I read what I wrote. And we'd be able to share and pray. And, and sometimes I like to go back to these thread journals or other journals I have to just see, Lord, where are some things you like spoke to me and did some things in me? And, and one other thing I like to do is when I'm kind of feeling dry, I like to go back. So if I can just, this isn't even part of the message. This is a little bit of setup, but not really. This is also something I felt like I wanted to share about was sometimes when I'm feeling dry, I like to go back. Who gets dry in your faith? You're like, you're like the Sahara Desert. You're crusty and you got, you're ashy and you need some Vaseline intensive care because nothing else will help spiritually speaking, right? Or literally, if that's you. Um, 
And when I was thinking about thankfulness, I was like, hey, I think I have a few journal entries on thankfulness and, and, and how I do my journal. One last thing I'll give you, a little, little nugget for those of you who want to grow in your Bible reading. OK, this is not uh, a, a unique Eddie idea. This is I did not come up with it, but there's something called soap. If you heard of it, come up on the screen. Uh, 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 Gabe, great job. I man, had him do this for me uh, this morning. But uh, I believe it was Pastor Wayne Cordero. He's in Hawaii. He's the one who popularized it. But but you. Bust open your journal, right? Matter of fact, I grabbed this one because I want to, I don't do it all the time, but um, you bust open your journal, you write down S-O-A-P, S stands for scripture, O observation, A application, P prayer, and you read the scripture that you're, you write, you rewrite, excuse me, the scripture that you're reading, you know, and you write down this one. I wrote down Genesis 3, 6. I must have really loved Genesis when I was reading this one. Um, and you write down the scripture. Then you write down an observation that stands out to you. Then you write down an application, something that you're going to take away from it. And then you write down a short prayer of what stands out to you. And, and when I was preparing to do this message, I decided to kind of go back and say, Lord, what have you just shown me about thankfulness? Rather than pull off a book, rather than like, you know, this is, this is a well of time I spent with you. And some of these things I remember, some of these things I don't. But I thought, let me pull it off the shelf. I'm not going to get someone else's books, someone else's ideas. Like, this is stuff that I wrote down that I felt like the Lord was sharing to me. And then I added a couple things, and I read some commentaries, some really smart people who spent a lot of time, you know, studying the Bible, a lot more time than me probably. And I kind of compiled some stuff together to say thoughts on thankfulness. Okay? So you got a lot there in the preamble. Maybe some of that's good for you. Thoughts on thankfulness. I thought immediately as I was pulling up one of my thread journals, I remembered an entry. And I'm actually pretty sure I've done this chapter of the Bible multiple times because it's one of those verses in the chunk of scripture that gets me every time I read it. Every time without fail. I don't know if that's my favorite Psalm, but I love it. Psalm 103. Because when I got to think about thankfulness, this, this is one of those ones that it's in this a lot. It's in some of these a lot. And, and, and rather than me trying to, I've got a few thoughts, like I said, but rather than me trying to uh, do more, do the Lord's job for him, I don't need to do that. He's already done enough. I think the scripture really speaks for itself. And, and I'm just going to give you a couple of thoughts I've had. And at the end, we're going to end a little bit differently than we normally have. I, I want to read it all together at the end. But, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read it. It's a lot. Hang with me. But I'm going to read it right now, out loud, and then we're going to share. And at the end, I'm going to have us all read it together. And it'll make sense as I connect some dots and put together some just jigsaw puzzle pieces. Psalm 103. It'll be on the screen. It's in the ESV. Here we go. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of all his benefits who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor does he repay us according to our iniquities. For, he, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, 
so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it and it is gone. And he places and, and it, its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of, the Lord, the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers, all who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all the places, all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Father, amen. You know, when I think about thankfulness, this verse pops into my head because it's just a, it is just that. The very, the, the, let me just give you a couple of thoughts. It starts out, the very first line, there's an exclamation point. And it, it, the psalmist David is just exploding with praise. Pr bless the Lord, oh my soul. And everything that's inside of me, bless his holy name. That's how it starts out. Uh, Kurt, when I was walking in today, had my over-the-ear headphones in, wireless headphones. And when I, like, get ready to speak or when I have, like, something important coming up, like, I, 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 I kind of like, I don't, I don't, I do worship music, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But sometimes I do, I like to just mix it up a little bit. So I have like, I actually have like a hip hop worship playlist. Like it's all these like worship songs that have been remixed or these like kind of like pop R&B gospel funk type of stuff. And it's like, I don't just want some like, you know, like I can rock with Hillsong and Matt Redman and Bethel and whatever, whatever. I can do all that. But I like something a little different. I like a little flavor. And whenever there's like a, a song, it's a little funky that's got some worship vibes to it. Like I just add it to the playlist. And Kurt told me when I walked in, he said, you look like uh, one of the guys coming into the stadium, a player coming into the stadium pregame. And, you know, you've got your, you know, you've got your like whatever suit you're trying to stunt in. I wasn't wearing a suit, but you get the point. And, 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 and um, if you want to know, I was listening to Good Lord, uh, Lecrae and Andy Minio, if you haven't heard it. Check it out. That song is bananas. Okay, little James Brown. That's all I'm gonna say. Just, um, just yo, pop it in later. Hit play and say, and thank me next Sunday when you see me. Okay, but but for me, my worship experience is I love that moment. Just putting on my headphones. Or just zoning out. I love headphones. I'm a podcast guy. I'm an audio type of guy. I love just putting something on and just kind of like I I'm in the world. But in that moment of being in the world, it's just it's me and just the Lord. Just celebrating, enjoying that time. It's like my own little private little worship service bubble. I love it. And I think that's what the psalmist David does here. He just starts it off by just saying, bless the Lord. And he starts by saying that, and you'll notice when you read through this whole thing, it starts as a very individual uh, 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 acknowledgement and, and, and thankfulness and praising and honoring of God. And it starts to encompass so many other elements and factors of life. Other believers, the past, the present, we're going to get into some of that. 
all of eternity in heaven. It, it, it starts to lament even at times. There's so many different facets. And, and when I think of this idea of thankfulness, it, it, it just, it, and I think about who God is and recognizing our relationship with the Lord, man, it's just, it, it touches every part of our, 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 our humanity. There's no part of us that's hidden from God. And, and I think this chunk of scripture perfectly like depicts that. The highs, the lows, the ins and the outs. It's funny, it's interesting, it's thoughtful, it's passionate. Uh, uh, like I just, I just, uh, I, I think it's beautiful when you read the Psalms and, and these, these literary works, these poetry verses, these poetry scriptures, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, uh, uh, and you just can, you can hear and see and feel the real life emotion of men and women serving the Lord in real life and real time. I just love that feeling. And this verse goes on and it covers so many different things. And, and the, the, the crux, the big part of it, it says, bless the Lord multiple times. If you don't know, when you see something in scripture and it's repeated, that, 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 that's part of Jewish tradition. That's part of this, this Hebrew ideology that when we say something multiple times, it's really important. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Like David's repeating this. This is the reason it's a literary uh, tactic or trick, whatever you want to call it. It's a big deal. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. David keeps bringing it up again because it's important. And I think part of the reason why it's important is because actually that word bless the Lord is the word Barak. And maybe if you've been around church, you've heard that word before. It can be also translated praise. But also it's very similar to another word. Barak is B-A-R-E-K in our English language. There's another word B-E-R-A-K, Barak, Barak, whatever you want to say. The two words are really close to each other. Barak means to kneel, B-A-R, B-E-R, or excuse me, Barak means to praise, B-A-R, B-E-R means to kneel. So this idea that when it says Barak, praise the Lord on my soul, this idea, it, it's not just saying, oh man, good job, God. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, good job. No, it, it has a connotation of honor and reverence and respect. It, it, it's, it's holistic. Like I just said, like I love the Psalms and the poetry language because you get to, to see and feel all of theology colliding with humanity. And the psalmist, David, he's saying, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Like there's this reverence and this, this deep down inside something that wells up inside of me that cries out to the Lord, this honor that is due to him. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. The word barak, B-A-R-A-K, praise is closely related to the word barak, means, means to kneel. It's more than just praise. It's about paying homage to Yahweh as a demonstration of reverence or an expression of praise. It's what we give to God, but can I tell you something? This word is so beautiful because it's not just what we give to God, but God also, barak, blesses us. There's times in the Bible where you see the Lord says, I bless you. The first time you see it, Genesis 1.22, when the God said, hey, husband and wife, Adam and Eve, man and woman, be fruitful and multiply. He said, I bless you. I barack you. I honor you. I honor you. It's an important thing. He was blessing. He was blessing the covenant of family and marriage. He's like, this is a good thing. This is awesome. And we give that back to God. God gives it to us and we give it back to him. 
So I told you thoughts on thankfulness. It's, it's, it's amazing that this verse starts out in such a, an awe-inspiring way with such simple words. Bless the Lord, all oh my soul. My soul, every fiber that makes up me, the fiber of me that's 5'10 and slightly overweight, a little bit more than slightly, but let's not talk about that. Don't, don't, don't make this personal. <laughs> the part of me that loves comic book movies and sports, the part of me that loves just reading the Bible and having deep, long discussions. The part of me that loves watching Netflix and hanging out. The part of me that loves just going on, on a walk or watching a good game. The part of me that loves uh, hanging out and playing catch. I love, seriously, one of the favorite things in my life to do is get a glove and a ball and just play catch for hours on end. Every part of me, the part of me that stands up here and speaks, the part that you see, the part that you don't see, every part of me, the part that's a dad, the part that's a husband, the part that's a, the, a son, the part that's a friend. Every part of me, honor the Lord, bless his holy name. Why? Because he's blessed me. I love that. I love it. It's repeated multiple times. It's a big deal. David says he starts with himself and expands the conversation to more than just himself, but literally to all of the universe, to, to the believers or Israel past and future. The, us now, every part of who we are, individually and corporately. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I uh, had a couple of thoughts that, that came with this, and I just want to share them with you. And, and this is, this is going to be a short one. It's going to be a short one. Be honest with you, I got a lot. I told Kurt, I, I was talking to our, our, our brother and who just was up here, uh, Mark Anderson, this week. I said, Mark, you know, I was preparing this message and I got into it. I lifted, I popped the hood, was looking under there, and I was like, the word kind of speaks for itself. I, I don't really need to add a lot. I'm just going to kind of tell you what the Bible says and you go do you, okay? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Lord, we honor you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, you're so good. A couple of thoughts that stand out to me. Number one, this honor, this blessing, or this thankfulness, this, this overwhelming, deep gratitude in the Lord, this position of, uh, of recognizing who God is and what he's done, Thankfulness is a process of reflection. Or really, a better way to put it actually might be, thankfulness comes from a time or a process of reflection. The, the first lines in here, praise the Lord on my soul and forget not his benefits. That's verse two. Forget not his benefits. The first thing David gets into, he says, yo, I know life is crazy. Life is getting busy. Life is wild. You got the kids coming and going. You got soccer practice here. You got this over there. You got the job thing over here. You got this over there. But, but pause and remember, he has been good to you much more than you deserve. And if you're going to truly understand what it means to honor the Lord, to be thankful, to be grateful, to appreciate to understand the blessing and understand the interchange and the exchange between him and us, you're going to have to pause for a minute. You're going to have to pause. This isn't something that, that just willy-nilly, like, yeah, for all of us, bits and pieces and part in time, it comes to us, it hits us. But when the depth and the reality 
of how good God is, his benefits. Ain't no friends with benefits. God with benefits. You know what I'm saying? The God who, who has blessed you beyond belief, even in your worst day. I, I, one of the things I, I, I don't get to do um, right now in this season as much as I want is I, I don't get to come to church quite as early as I have in the past sometimes. And I don't get to linger as much because, you know, you got a shorty, a little kid on a schedule, right? You got to you'll be holding to that schedule. And I can't just dip out like, Kendra, you got her. They're, they're sick today. So um, pray, pray for Camille and Kendra. Um, and, um, and so I don't get to linger like early and, and late as much as I'd like to. And today I got to, and it was so awesome. I was talking to a few folks before church, cracking jokes, talking about serious stuff. And I just sat there while we were talking with different people. And I was like, man, the power of just lingering. Pastor Montaigne, if, if you know that name, you know, Pastor Montaigne is a great mighty man of God. Um, he, he started Life Center Church in Tacoma. Uh, I call him my spiritual grandfather. I remember hearing Pastor Montaigne talk about leadership, and he would say that when he would be at Life Center, uh, in the midst of the biggest, uh, most important events, singing Christmas tree Sunday services, and, and you could watch him do this, he would walk slowly through a crowd, un, not rushed, always made time to turn his head and shake a hand, stop and pray. And he would make his way somehow still, even though he was making his way slowly through a crowd, got through the crowd and hopped in his little crown vic not little because the crown vics aren't little <laughs> hopped in his crown vic and would drive home come back to church and do it all over again i would always be just mesmerized by how this man who who grew this amazing church of thousands of people one of the greatest most influential men in tacoma's history and in the kingdom of god he just walked slowly through a crowd he'd say eddie just walk slowly through a crowd there's something about when you just pause and you just allow yourself to remember and to think, to let it sink in. Forget not his benefits. It's the power of, 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 of going back sometimes and saying, man, in May 9th of 2018, in, in uh, de uh, December 21st, 2018, I can go back and see what the Lord did. There's power in that. Because when you do that, all of a sudden, it really makes sense that word, bless the Lord, honor him. Because you let that mess sink in, you let those roots grow real deep, and you're like, I've got no other choice but to shout it from the rooftops. If you've seen where I've been, my story's not like your story, my story's still my story. Your story might look like this, my story might look like that, but when you sit and you just pause and you just allow the Lord to remind you, you allow yourself to remind yourself of how good he's been to you. Forget not his benefits. He who redeemed you. Thankfulness, that gratitude, that, 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 that place of being able to honor and bless and praise the Lord, it starts with a process of reflection. And don't allow yourself to be rushed through that. Thankfulness reminds us of our position. Newsflash, everybody, God, us. And like, I'm doing this because I can't stretch down no lower, okay? Okay, uh, I love my brother Brendan last week. He said, God already took into account my stupidity when he made his plan. I almost wrote that down, bro. I was like, I'm gonna write this down. I might have to give Brendan credit, but, but when I'm at Redeem, but when I leave here, I'm gonna claim it as my own. <laughs> 
already took into account my stupidity. He knows I'm but dust. He knows that I'm a mortal man, that you're a mortal person, that you're like a flower. He knows that you will rise up and you will pass on. And someone will come behind you and rise up and pass on. And he loves you anyway. He lavishes you anyway. He pours out his abundance on you anyway. He's not holding a grudge against you. Yeah, he has anger. His anger burns for a little bit. But believe you me, he doesn't want to be angry towards you. Believe you me, he, he gets mad at sin, but that's not, that's not his default. That's not where he wants to be. The Lord has a heart for you. He loves you. He'll chide you. He'll chastise you, the Bible says, right? He'll spank your hand. But he loves you. He's God in heaven. He's got a plan. He's doing amazing things. Uh, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 5.2, it says, hey, you're God in heaven. I'm on earth, so I'm just going to know my role and shut my mouth. In other words, it says, I'm going to let my worry be few. That's the way it really says, but I think really it should say, no, you're all shut your mouth, because I just think that sounds better, okay? All right? It's more oomph. God is in heaven. The wind is blown, it blows over the grass, blows over the flower. It's here and it's gone. We're here and we're gone, but the Lord's love is steadfast, it's everlasting. God's in heaven. We're on earth. Like there's no, there's nothing wrong. That's not humiliating to understand that your position compared to God. That's humbling, right? The Bible says in James, right? Humble yourself before God and in due time he'll lift you up. He's like, yo, you already don't compare to me, but I love you and I want to lift you up. But if you're obstinate and you resist and you push back or you try to put yourself up or if you try to be like the people of the Tower of Babel, we want to build a tower. If you don't know the story in the Bible, in Genesis, we want to have a tower. We want to be like God. We want to be up where he's up. We want to have what he has. We can do this. God was like, nah, man, I ain't playing all that. Boom, knocking your little tower over. Get out of here. That's also in the Bible, exactly the way I said it. It's ex exactly in there. My point is, is like one of the chief sins of mankind is we want to be our own God. Probably the chief sin of mankind. We want to rise up. I want to be God. I want to be equal to God. I want to be better than God. I want to dictate where I go, where I come from, where I'm going next, where I did, who I'm doing it with, when I'm going, how I'm going, da, 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 da. And the Lord's like, no, you don't get to. Inside of my playground, you have freedom and you have free reign. But you leave my playground, that's okay. I know it's hard in our day and age, and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy. I don't like that. I'm going to keep it real with you. I got plans, people. I had, I had, I had, I was lining some stuff up. I'm dotting some eyes, crossing some T's, and the Lord's like, uh-uh, kick rocks, homie. Nah, we ain't going that direction. I'm like, whoa, I just spent 65 hours doing this thing. And he's like, I never told you to. If you had asked me like 65 hours ago, I could have saved you a whole lot of mess. Thankfulness reminds us of our position. Thankfulness, when you have this perspective of who God is, that he's in control, that he's on the throne, and that I get to sit at his footstool, not as a beggar, as a pauper. We come to him broken, beat up. Here's the beautiful, I'm, I'm glad, I should, wish I would have wrote it down because it just came to me, right? You came to me naked, it's in Revelation, naked, dumb, blind, hungry. I counsel you, buy gold for you, refined by the fire. 
You'll never thirst again. So many different verses in the Bible. I'm missing up like three different verses in the Bible. There's so many different verses and concepts of the Bible where we come to the Lord. We come to the Lord broken and beat down. And he's there saying, hey, I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to give you gold refined by flour. I'm going to give you water that never goes out. I'm gonna, when you give me uh, 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 um, some gross weeds, I'm going to give you lilies. I'm going to give you beauty for ashes. I I'm going to restore all these broken things in your life. God's trade-in policy is awesome. I wish the trade-in policy at every consignment store, at every video game, GameStop, at any place that takes on used goods, I wish all of them had the same policy God did. Hey, I'm going to take your junk, and I'm going to give you back these riches. Thankfully, this reminds us of our position. I added a bunch of stuff I was going to plan on adding on that one. Thankfulness is a prerequisite for relationships, or I should say thankfulness is a requirement for relationships or a foundation for relationships. Here's the thing I was blown away by when I read this, is this entire verse can only be written, this entire thought process can only be lived out in the context of knowing God. And I know that sounds like, duh, Eddie, right? You're like, okay, yeah, that's, that's the Bible. Hey, we talk, we're Christians, we talk about Jesus, yay. But no, but, it, but David was called a man after God's own heart. He had a relationship with him. And the beautiful part about this is, is, is the invitation is not just a, a one-way relationship with us and God. The idea here is a communal thing. Back in the time uh, in Israel, this would be stood up and read out loud, and this would be a public confession, a public confession for the individual, but a public confession for the group as a whole. It would be a public uh, celebration of worship for the individual, but it'd be a public celebration of worship for the whole. This idea of thankfulness, when you start walking into this space of thankfulness, it, it's something that if you're going to have relationship, it's a requirement. We all know this. If, you're, if you have a relationship with anyone, which is everyone in here, loved one, family member, husband, wife, kids, parents, thankfulness is a must. It's like a foundation. It's a, it's a baseline idea because the minute you don't have thank, uh, thankfulness, the minute you don't have appreciation, what happens? There's bitterness. It, it's a baseline. If we're going to do this thing as one big happy Jesus family, there needs to be an understanding that we understand that, number one, we understand who God is. We reflect that we've taken time. Number two, we know our position is one of humility. And number three, thankfulness, it's a prerequisite. It's something we're all doing together. We don't want a bunch of bitter beer face. If you remember that commercial, right? I used to love that commercial, okay? Anybody remember that commercial from the old day? Okay, sorry. I don't know if I can bring it up in church. Sorry. I don't care. <laughs> there was a commercial, right? If you don't know it, it's an old commercial for old heads, right? Someone drank something they shouldn't be drinking unless they're over 21. And, uh, and then they'd have this really weird face. And, like, and I was a kid when it came out, so I wasn't drinking or anything like that. But I remember I'd always laugh when the commercial came on. Like, haha, that's funny. The church doesn't work well when you've got a bunch of grumpy pants people running around. It don't work too well. It's not a good reflection on God, number one. It's not a good reflection on the relationship we're supposed to have. If we're going to do this thing together, in community, there needs to be an appreciation, an honoring, a blessing, a celebration of each other. And lastly, thankfulness is a lot more than just a holiday. Thankfulness has its roots in eternity. Well, what did, what did the psalmist say here? David said this. 
The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all you heavenly hosts and you servants who do his will. Thankfulness is a part of heaven's operating system. All of heaven is worshiping, honoring, and celebrating the Lord. All of heaven does this together. This isn't some human concept that we came up with. This is a God idea to position yourself in a place of saying, no, I'm not gonna be someone who, who curses, but I'm gonna be someone who blesses. I'm not gonna be someone who dishonors, but I'm gonna be someone who honors. I'm not gonna be someone who keeps dumping on. I'm gonna be someone who lifts up every part of me, every part of the community. That's all I got. Stand on your feet. We're going to read this together because, like I said, you don't need me to tell you what the Bible already told you. And I probably went longer than I did. I got, I, you know what? This is a problem when I just get, I get excited. So just, it's going to be on the screen. We're going to read this together. And uh, that's how we're going to end. That's how we're going to end. We're going to read this together. We're going to declare out loud the word of the Lord. We're going to stand on. We're going to gird ourselves up in the word of the Lord that as a body of Christ, that we recognize, that we pause, we reflect on what the Lord has done. We reflect on who the Lord is. As a body of Christ, we're going to understand our position. He is God. We are not. We humbly approach the throne. He lifts us up because he wants a relationship with us. We're going to spread this out amongst all of us inside these four walls and outside the four walls because it's a relational thing. And we understand that all of eternity, all of heaven and earth, bless the Lord, celebrate him, honor him. Father, amen. Let's read this together on me. Take a breath here. Hold on. I've been talking for a while. I'm still on somebody's water. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with according to our sins, nor pay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As the Father shows compassion to the children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are but dust. And as man whose days are like grass, he flourishes like the flower of the field. 
for the wind passes over it and it is gone. It lays still as you'll no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is in their everlasting home. <coughs> The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of the word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers, all who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places his dominion. Bless the Lord, my soul. 